Pulp MX Network production. Thanks for all the support, Pulp MX fans. The Pulp MX app is now available for both iPhone and Android-based phones. For all your moto needs, shop at btosports.com and use the current discount code PULPMX. And don't forget to click the Amazon banner on PULPMX.com when purchasing anything from Amazon. It's the Steve Mathis Show, brought to you by RacerX, presented by BTOSports.com and ThorMX. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome to the BTO Sports Dot com racer x lakewood national podcast wrap up thanks everybody for listening this is presented by thor mx as usual thanks to btosports.com don't forget you can save by using a code um listen to the commercial and get the code and thanks to thor mx thor the official gear of martin davalos uh, i'm your host steve mathis with me to talk about lakewood in all of its glory uh, my boss, the online editor of RacerX Online, Jason Wygant. Yeah. And calling from New York City, where he's busy working away for WPS, uh, none other than our favorite privateer, Jason Thomas. What up? He's kind of my boss too, right? I don't One know. One of my bosses? Uh, you guys have a confusing relationship. I can't figure it out. Why? I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't really know. I mean, know. if he's your boss, he's my boss, and, uh, you know, well, as well. But, JT, you've thrown around that Mathis is your boss at times. He is. Uh, he pays me in a separate yep. uh, deal. So I Okay, so I pay JT. Weege, in effect, pays me. And but Weege also is my boss. Like, he edits what I send in. Right. I think what we need to do is and then arrange I, a deal where WPS can pay me and Pulp can pay me. Yeah. And then we could just square off. Like, I'm not even sure how that would work. We'd be each other's bosses. Just around Rob. Well, now, we I did throw you some cash for those pre-race pulp casts, so in effect, you know. Yes, you're I'm, right, you're right. I'm paying you, and I pay JT. You paid, him, you paid him for the pre-race ones? Yeah. Oh, I'm getting ripped off. No, no, that's all in your deal. That's all. No, one, no, 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 that, one, was, that no. was never in my deal. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, all in your no. deal. All no. wrapped up, all into one basic, <laughs> so, like a basic. No matter what I do for pulp, I could sell blood and semen, and it's still all-inclusive into my pulp deal. It's a, like a cable bill. Where you have all those channels and you just pay right, one price. Right, but there just keeps stuff keeps getting added to it. But it's all without... one price. Yeah, it's all one price. Oh, it's stuff. Like a oh, okay. Yeah, it's all capable works too. Um, right. All right, Lakewood uh, National. We each good job on the telecast. I probably watched uh, most of it today, and I watched some of it on the plane. Good job on the on the TV show. Still have not worked in spraying with pump. Waiting for that. Pressure's getting on, man. Yeah. Early. Forty motos Early. to go. Yeah, yeah you, got some t- you got some time, but still. Only one six motos. of the way through. Um, I wrote this in my column, Weege, but don't you feel like Lakewood is starting to become or has become a real good national? I didn't really think about that until you um, pointed it out in your column. That's pretty much what guides me. Thank uh, you. No, actually, when you're just standing there on the top of um, – well, the top of that hill, I don't know who in their right mind would ever walk to the top of the one behind the track, but even if you're on the highest point of the track and you just look out, mm-hmm. you're like, this is pretty awesome. Yeah. I mean, it is an awesome – everyone has respect for Colorado. Everybody thinks Colorado is cool. Like, it's definitely got one of the cooler reps of most states, I would say, right? 
I think so. Like, do people do people dis? You ever heard anyone diss Colorado? <laughs> Colorado, that place sucks. Like you never hear that. No, good point. Yeah. And for a national, this is one of the closest to a legit city. Uh, it's definitely not in the middle of nowhere. That's for sure. Um, the pits are flat. Good viewing, you know, from the pits. Yeah. Um, Track's got some cool stuff, you know, some some cool jumps and, yeah. and racing's usually pretty good. Yeah, it's really come a long way. The, and I think the area is so nice that it's definitely a, a, an event where if you're going to go, you know, come in a day early or, or stay a day late. Yeah, there's plans to do. I like the they're they're doing it early in the season, not as hot. Uh, we've gone through yep. some scorchers there that make it not so fun. Um, um, and also the light, the night races. Like I just think Lakewood is uh, it's sneaky good. You know, scenery is good and tracks good, viewing's good, uh, easy in and out uh, access. Uh, although they got to do something about that airport being so far away, but um, still, uh, I, they got to do something about that. Yeah, yeah, we need to move the airport or, or whatever. Uh, but then you'll how expo- about they make the airport smaller? Like just they can remove half of it. I know. Well, function fine. Then, Come on. Then the secret underground army base underneath it that controls the world will be exposed. Oh, I thought that was in West Virginia. No, have you not? You need to Google uh, Denver Airport Conspiracies. Wow, okay. So oh, it's yeah. not even at elevation. There's actually a 4,999-foot cave underneath. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I think so. And even though, like, apparently they've never hired or fired anyone because no one has ever spoken about it, but it's there. You know what I mean? There's no been yeah. no, There's been no disgruntled yeah. employees that have got fired for, you know, stealing a stapler and then said, hey, there's a there's a real cave underneath that airport. Nope, never. Oh, they have. They've just all been snuffed out. Oh, okay. All right. They just go away. Yeah. Um. All right. So, JT, and the track's gotten better, I think, over the years. Although, not a fan of the sand in the first turn this year, myself. I'm not sure what they were doing uh, with that. I think the track used to be better. What? I thought it used yeah. to be worse. Well, I think they, they used to flood it, and it made all these lines and ruts and bumps and now it seems like it's turning into kind of a freeway hmm. it was real hard like really really hard pack and like really fast the last two years and it used to be rough and ruddy and all kinds of lines in it nothing uh, could be a freeway as much as those night races which they purposely well yeah and, that, and that's kind of where it's gone right right like 07 I remember how rough and ruddy and nasty it, like not nasty but it, I mean a national you know like yeah. it's yeah. Lines and every turn in ruts, and and now it's just not. It's it's gotten harder and harder. And I know they brought in sand, but they don't wet it enough, and it just doesn't. Hmm. It's just not the same. You're just shitting all over my point about being. No, I love uh, the national. Don't get me wrong. I think right. it is one of the best nationals. It's in town, which is huge. Uh, the viewing is awesome. The pits are awesome. Uh, you can see the whole track, especially if you want to walk up the hill. You can literally see everything. Mm-hmm. It, it's it is one of my favorite nationals. I just think the track used to be better than it is now. Okay, all right. Um, on to the race itself. Um, Ryan Villapoto, uh, another 1-1 win. He's passed Ryan Dungey three out of the four motos to win. He looks pretty damn good. Weege, um, what, most, what, what most impressed you with him at, at Lakewood? Like, was there something that stood out? Uh, fitness, uh, bike, um, his race, craft, anything like that? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think what you notice with him is uh, he has this, and I think you've alluded to it a couple times, he has this level of aggression, like just taking it out on the track type of thing. Uh, basically where, and I feel this is the way Carmichael won races, it was the most basic concept ever. It was, 
you know, the danger in racing is if you go too fast, you crash, right? Mm-hmm. Well, he seems to be able to get to this edge where you would normally crash, but he does not. I mean, you'll see mistakes, but they're not gnarly, but they probably should be worse, and they probably should throw him on the ground when he controls it. I feel like he only goes there a couple of laps of moto now. Like, he's got the thing so figured out. I feel in the first moto you could see two different, like, flurries, like a lap or two where he was just balls to the wall. He couldn't get it done the first time he tried it, hung back a few more laps, mm-hmm. and tried it again and passed both guys in one lap. By the way, he passed both guys in one lap at Hangtown, too. Um, it's the most basic formula ever. The faster you go, the more of a chance you have of crashing. He's just figured out a way to do it and not actually crash, which was the, he, the Carmichael way. He, he does. He reminds me of Carmichael right now because you used to watch Ricky and go, man, back it down. You got the lead. You know? Uh, um, and then, you know, also, too, just going ape shit. Maybe Carmichael was a little more than Villapoto in this way because Villapoto seems to wait it out, but JT, you can back me up. I mean, Carmichael went ape shit when he was in second place or third place. Like, he couldn't handle it. Had to go to the front now. <laughs> you know? Um, well, where Villa- I wouldn't say that Villapoto's doing that. I know this question for JT. Because there, in a couple of these races here, two of the four, he's gone halfway through the moto. Uh, yeah. Just chilling out. And no. But when he decides that he's got to go... Yeah, then he's going apeshit. Well, that's what I'm like, saying. Absolutely. I'm saying I'm saying Carmichael went apeshit all the time. Villa waits a little bit. He doesn't have that total right. craziness. He he can wait it out. And and by the way, he's you're you're pushing hard, and that's Villa's seventy five percent while he waits. You know what I mean? Because then he just drops his lap times. Just see you later. Um, what do you think, JT? Yeah, I, I definitely think he is more patient than Ricky was. And I don't know if that's good or a bad thing because it didn't really ever seem to bite Ricky. But, uh, I mean, it's it's apparent. You know, he's not scared to wait around and kind of, you know, figure out where people are going. And then the the most impressive thing to me is when he decides it's time, it's like when Rocky was fighting Drago and the trainer yelled, you know, whatever he yelled at him in Russian. And then it's just like, all right, I'm out. Like, it's time to go. Whatever, you know. Somebody wrote on the pit board, drop the hammer, and I'm I'm gone. Like, it's go time. See you guys later. I'll see you on the podium. Right. That's pretty impressive. Like, to be mid-moto, just be like, flip a switch or whatever you want to say, and he just, like, drops it, drops the times, and, and is gone. It's, uh man, kind of sit back and be like, wow, this guy is really, really good. <laughs> not, that, <laughs> not that that's a shocking, you know, observation, but. Right, right. Um, yeah. I brought this up on the show last night, Weege, but uh, when do the whispers, the whispers of 24-0 start? When do the whispers uh, start? They're, they're going to start pretty soon. They're going to start pretty soon. And, um, you know, if you want to forecast um, how the world will be and, and what, what trends are coming and well, I, you want to get ahead of the curve, you can always just go to the RaceRex comment section uh, where there already aren't even whispers. There were full-on shouts. I've, um, I, know that you, no. I know that you tend to, you know, live your life based on what the commenters have to say, mm-hmm. as I would advise anyone to. Right. So they're on it. I, Already on it. Speaking of forecast, I've been off in some of my forecasts here and there. <laughs> really? During the year. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. So I'm maybe not the best at forecasting things. But he looks pretty damn good. Is it – I mean, it, it, are we all in consensus that this is the best we've seen him ride, JT? Ever? I mean, outdoors? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, feel like we've been cheated a few times. I mean, he crushed everybody in 09, Glenn Helen. Yeah, that's like, what I mean. I yeah. think we missed out in 9 and 10. Oh, Mike, Mike had about a, what, 20-second lead, 15-second lead? Yeah, uh, 9, 10, and 12. Yeah. We got cheated. Uh, I, I think he's maybe not this dominant, but he's been capable of, you know, who's to say he wouldn't have already had three titles in 9, 10, and 12? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure Dungey would have something to say about that, but, right. man, it's really hard to argue against it. And for as good as uh, Villo's been, Weege, Dungey's, so far through 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 four moto through four motos, he's clearly second best, Brian Dungey. Well, that's why I think the twenty four and zero talk is is ridiculous. I mean, I, to me, unless Dungey crashes out of this, as long as he's there, yeah, the twenty four and zero thing's crazy because I this field is just too strong, and I'm not going to take anything away from Stewart and Carmichael doing it, but I just can't see in this field. You know, Filippoto has a huge problem. Um, and by huge, I mean, like, you know, crash on the first lap, not like bike blows up. But even then, I don't know if he's going to get all the way to Dungey. Dungey's pretty darn good. So I think the 24-0 mm-hmm. talk is crazy. But uh, it is impressive. And what's funny, I was in the uh, hotel working on Saturday night, and Tim McAdams, who you guys know, used to work as a, a lessee's mechanic with Suzuki, and now he's part of the, I guess, what, the tech inspection crew, technical guy for MX Sports, AMA, whoever, whoever is running these things. <laughs> I think he's technical I really, I couldn't tell you who he works for. He might not even know himself. He might work for Racer X. Who knows? He could be. He could be. He could be. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know how it works. I think he's, Speaking uh... Speaking fine, I'm, I'm posting. <laughs> Go ahead, JT. I think Weege is his boss. Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I edited his tech inspections. Um, <laughs> he, he comes by, and I'm posting a photo of Villapoto. He's like, man, that guy's on it. Huh? And I'm like, I'm like, hey, yeah, think about this, though. I'm like, do you think, like, today we may have just seen, like, the best anyone's ever ridden? And he's like, no, 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 Carmichael's better. Carmichael's better. Carmichael was undefeated two years. Carmichael's 150 wins. Carmichael's so much better. And I'm like, no, 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 just hear me out. (laughs) I'm not saying who had the better career, but I'm just saying things advance every year, right? We are now six years past Carmichael racing. The bikes get better. Training gets better. Everyone, every sport, everything on earth evolves. So is it not? impossible to say that today we might have seen the best anyone's ever ridden a motocross bike so far in the world is that out of the question why not yeah no i don't i don't think it is i mean look uh carmichael when he went 24 and 0 he did have to deal with the great tim ferry and kevin Windham and these guys so did Stu. uh and so did Stu. Great tim ferry every time but i put ryan dungey above the great tim ferry you know what i mean as far as competition um, I, I, yeah. Ryan Dungey, Ryan Villapoto has greater competition than Ricky yep. Carmichael did or James Stewart did in their 24 0. Do you agree? Do you agree, JT? My two cents on it is in Hangtown, I know we're not on that race, but Hangtown, uh, when Villapoto went to the front and dropped his time from 205, 206 to 202 or whatever it was, that's the fastest I've ever seen anybody go. He changed all of his lines to lines no one else was taking. And, like, I was literally watching the TV when I was kind of reviewing the race for this kind of stuff, and I was like, my jaw was dropped. Like, I couldn't believe the pace they were going. Like, I was watching, and I know how fast that pace is because I was out there last year. Well, and you got in the way of Dunge, of course. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I was out there last year, so I know what that pace is that they're already going. And then he dropped it three seconds minimum. 
and the lines he was taking, I have never seen anybody go that fast. And that's not a dig yeah. on anybody else. I was just like, wow. Like, mm-hmm. that's very we're, – like, we're watching history kind of in the making. Like, yeah. he's changing the way people go fast. Like, it was incredible to me. So, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I – you know, I kind of agree with, with what we just saying. I don't think he's surpassed Ricky or anything like that yet, you know. But as far as talking about if anybody's ever gone faster than he's going right now, I don't think so. Bold. Bullseye bold. It is. I, yeah. I agree. I'm, I say it knowing full well how bold that is. Uh, that's bold, yeah. But six years, bike-wise, I mean, it's just the way sports are. It's just the way everything goes. Like, yeah. And, and Tim was like, no, 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 I was there when Ricky, Ricky's bike was awesome. Ricky's bike was awesome. And then he got all <laughs> confused because he said, you know, wait, we brought out that fuel-injected bike, and he was even better. Well, he retired in 07. But the <laughs> point is, like, bikes get better. Huge. Just right. got to be a mass, and they're like, oh, they're four fifty four strokes, all the same. Yeah, like come on, right? Bikes are massively better in a six year span, correct? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So absolutely, the well, EFI and the, I mean, suspensions evolved. I mean, the bikes are way way better. Do you, um, do you guys get a sense? Weez, do you get a sense that Ryan Dungey is getting a little frustrated, or I couldn't really tell from his interviews. Shocker. Oh really? He really? seems. You know, I don't know if he won or got last, but um, if you're him, I mean, uh, I guess you're the same as what you are with Stewart last year. I mean, he stocked Stewart four motos. He was closer to James, and he's closer to Villo. But same mentality. I'm gonna be here. I've got. I'm gonna go 24 motos. Nah, this is worse, man. Because okay, I mean, all you got to do is think of the track record. What what is the proof you have that Villopoto is gonna screw this up? No, you don't um, have any proof, but that's your your mindset, according to Jeff Emig. Your mindset would be like, I just have to get my seconds, grab wins when I can. I will be here all moto, all year. Mm, yeah, see, I don't think that that's okay. going to work. or that's really, they, I mean, I, I think if you're behind Stewart like he was last year, um, I, I think they're like, okay, if I just keep getting second and keeping close and keeping the pressure on, something bad will happen. And it only took five motos. Now, I know a photographer ran across the track, but let's, let's be honest. It was like Stewart only could get, what, about 8% through the series before he was out with the crash? Yeah. So that worked. I don't see you thinking, I'll just keep getting second and hopefully Villapoto will throw it away. I don't think you can count on that at all. So I think Dungy's like, I've got to figure out a way to go as fast as this guy. And it's bad when he's had moments where he's there, you know what I mean? He's led him for a while. Yeah. He's been close for a while. So I think that is like, okay, we can do this. I've got to do this. I can't just – no, you can't count on it. No I... way. JT, does 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 it come? Does 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 a time come to mind when you saw Ryan Dungey? Remember what I said about unzipping your pants, putting your balls on the handlebar, and going yeah, I'm balls. Yeah, a little weirded out. Okay, I know, but if you can get past the creepiness of that, is there? Do you remember a time where you watched Dungey and was like, he's going balls out? He's so calculated, so precise. I'm not saying he's never done that. I mean, certainly. When Alessi was ahead of him sometimes last year when he was running off the track left and right. But he still doesn't look like he's going balls out. Yeah, and I think that's deceiving because Wyndham was the same way. Right. I think Wyndham was on the edge too. It's just a different look. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, yeah, I I know exactly what you're saying and I agree, but I I just think that's it's deceiving the way they, they make it look. Right. Um, we, uh, or either one of you guys, I'm sure if we were to, we were all watching the races from different spots um, on, in the second moto, 450s, 
But how many – I'm sure all three of us were thinking boy strength, man strength, while Justin Barsha is out there. <laughs> I know I was. I know yeah. I was thinking that. I'm like, here we go. Like, this is it. And, and Barsha rode good. Rode good. He got uh, – you know, Stuart caught him. But, I mean, still, he, he rode well. But that's – we were all thinking that, right? I, w- I sure was. Yeah. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. I mean, you were almost waiting for it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not fair to Barsha, but, you know. You're almost waiting for for Villapoto and Dungy to kind of kick it in. Um, Stu Stu showed me something. Weege, he showed like, that's me something. Weird, that's weird. Where was it in, in his motorhome? Yeah, in between motos, out back, out back. It out was back. not balls on the gas tank, was it? He look. I fully expected him to quit when he fell in the first moto. Sounds like come it was on, dude. Come on, he was so far back. Just quit. Yeah. Yeah, he's... without I, mean, I know. Okay, okay, people are probably saying Stewart. Of course, he quits all the time. Not an injury, nothing. Just, well, nah. No, maybe maybe he has an injury. You know what I mean? Maybe he tweaks something, tweaks a knee or his helm or hand or whatever was bothering him at, at Minneapolis. You know, whatever, whatever's made him cause before. You know, he tweaks something and he pulls out. Like, I'm not saying he's a quitter. He has reasons for it, but I, I mean, the crash was a good one. You know. Um but anyways, he, he fought back. And then in that second moto, like, he came from a ways back to catch Barsha. So I, I don't want um, to, you know, promote him as, as possibly winning because right now he's off the pace. But maybe we this 24 motos, I'm going to be here. I, gotta, I saw Chad Reed blow a big lead. I'm going to all this hangtown talk. Maybe, maybe it's true, you know? I don't know. I, th- I was impressed. I, I mean – he, he doesn't have the speed, which is incredible to say for James Stewart. He does not have the speed right now. But he was, he showed me something. The first moto, I did not expect him to pull out. Um, I thought he'd get further up, but I think he was really, really far back. And I think you do see a reflection there, again, of just how deep this field is. Like, you get in that top 15, they're used to, most of the time in the 450 class, by the time you're getting near the top 10, you're probably still picking dudes off, but this year, man, it goes 15 deep. Like, you know, you're, you're going to have to do that to Dean Wilson, you know, to get into the top 10. What was he, 11th? Right? Um, so that first moto, I didn't expect him to pull off. He's not hurt. He's all right. The second moto really did impress me, though, because I think you're right. I think you once again saw him managing it. I think the whole race he raced to pretty much get third. He knew he wasn't going to beat Villapoto. Yeah. He knew he wasn't going to beat Dungy. He managed the entire race when he went fast, how long he did it knowing he would get those two Honda guys eventually. And that's what he did. Like, this is what I'm going to get third right now. Uh, I can't believe, JT, that we're saying he doesn't have the speed, though, but he doesn't. Look at the lap Did we times. say it was the first time in his career that he doesn't have the speed of the leader? Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, so. Look at the lap times. He's consistently a second off, you know? Yeah, I don't know that we've ever seen that. Maybe Ricky, maybe a time or two was just faster, but I can't think of the time offhand. Yeah, me neither. Uh, he just kind of seemed like he willed it, you know? Uh-huh. Like he would just pace him and then wear him down and beat him. Yeah, it wasn't like this where he would drop him by three seconds a lap. Like he said, yeah. happened in Hangtown. I talked to Mike Webb, and he, he basically said James had arm pump all day in um, uh-huh. Hangtown. He didn't want to – I said, wow, arm pump, really? He's like, well, 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 wait, arm tightness, arm tightness. <laughs> right, right, of course, yes. He did not want to go so far as to say arm right. pump. But, I mean, that's a pretty – Obviously, you're after he loses by thirty seconds. They were like, "Wow, that's mm-hmm. night and day." Like you don't just find thirty seconds, but 
when it comes to arm pump, sometimes you actually do. Yep. So maybe he's been struggling so much that that's why they can stay encouraged. Be like, no, 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 we're riding horribly. The bike is not working the way we want. That's why we're so far behind. We think we can make up that kind of time. And if it's arm pump you're dealing with, I mean, it's better than saying everything's working awesome and we're getting beat by 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. I, um, I spoke to Trey Kennard t- yesterday, and uh, he's happy. You know, he reminded me again about how little experience he has in the 450 class. And he's working on it, and he's okay with that. So, yeah, I thought he rode okay. That Trey rode well. Marsha rode well. Um, those guys are going to be – I mean, we're only four motos down, but, geez, JT, the, the, the top four guys seem set. They seem in place. Uh, top five I don't know guys. about that. Top I, five guys. I mean, when I think Trey was a little better than Barsha, and then Barsha was better than Trey this weekend, so I'm not really ready to – no, no, no. Claim that Barsha is better than Trey. No, right I'm now. not. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying like they're even. They're there. We got five guys right now. Yeah, but you just said the top four are set. That was no, bad. I meant I forgot Stewart because I was looking at the result sheets. I'm looking at the result sheets. Okay, so you excluded Stewart and not Trey. Yeah, the top five are set right now. Okay. In some uh, order. Yeah, I, I could yeah. buy into that. Right. Yeah. What do you think of the Euros, uh, Weege? Uh, I was actually really like, impressed, obviously, right off the bat when they uh, the, the whole thing they were talking about in the morning divorce and the limited conversation that I attempted to have with the Saul, which <laughs> failed epically. How'd that go? Um, How'd that go? It just didn't work. And then I finally said, "All right, man, talk to you later." And there was nothing. Like he just turned. Yeah, just turned away. Um, but anyway, they, the whole thing was the, that two-day format, which we heard all about from Roxanne last year. It's a big difference. It'll take him a long time. They're used to warming up and not going fast immediately. And then what does he do? The first practice is actually when he was at his best. Yeah. Right? Um, so well, I think that got the expectations maybe a little bit too high. You know, he's been on the podium when he's been here before. Um, that set the bar maybe unrealistic. I think actually for what they're up against, it's pretty awesome, especially the Stridge boss there. I mean, he went from pretty much what? 36th or something? Yeah, yeah. The top 10 in the first moto. I was, I was impressed by him just as much. They, Considering what they're up against, the competition, the guys are used to these tracks. They live here. I thought it was about as good as you could uh, ask for. Yeah, I thought Strebos was, was, was also a little more impressive than DeSalle just because of that fight that I saw. And in the second moto, you know, he was closing in on those dudes. Um, he was still – he wasn't catching them by a great amount, but he was catching them. He looked to be moving forward, where DeSalle to me looked winded um, in the second moto, I thought. No, altitude doesn't do anything like that to you. <laughs> no, no, nothing at all. Hey, is it is it uh, is it weird to you guys that they pit it with the Rockstar guys and not the factory guys? Obviously, Rockstar is their sponsor, but I don't know. I just found it a little weird. Just another oh, another Suzuki I mean, Rockstar. Apparently, that, apparently, Rockstar was trying to get him for the whole year, and that was the the origin of the whole program. So, not okay. really. Okay. Yes. All right. Wait, they were just going to have them not race GPs? Stribos, anyways. Yeah. Or DeSalle, to, too? Yeah. Or just Stribos? Uh, I don't know on that one. I think I just think Stribos. Oh. Maybe maybe just Stribos, but I know right. there was talk of it somehow. Mm-hmm. There was talk of the whole season. So I thought they did well. I thought, um, I thought they I did too. well. I was just glad that, man, I, I really, when DeSalle went to the top of the board in, the, in practice, I could literally feel Vital melting down. <laughs> and um, then now it's just crickets. I was when I was talking about Euros. I was talking about that guy too, that that Zach Osborne kid from wherever he's from, Norway or yeah, yeah, Lithuania. Um, Weege Michael Essie had a good race, a, ba- a bounce back race for the eight hundred. He was good. 
Does anybody yeah, but have... um, okay. if you're looking at it right now, and it's obviously very early in the season, and I know we say that and people are like, oh, that's a ridiculous excuse, but you can think of some seasons. Last year, for example, Stewart dominating the first four motos and not even around at the end of the year. Like, seasons do change dramatically from uh-huh. beginning to end. So we don't have much to go by right now. But I will say that last year, unless he was riding well, most people were giving him credit. But always in the back of your mind, you're like, yeah, but competition's not really there. A lot of guys are hurt. Mm-hmm. So there's a little evidence here. He has not done anything to quiet that criticism. That's for sure. No. No, he has not. He, he got a second-place start in the second moto, and he, no. went, he went back pretty fast. And I know he says, he says his starts are off, but even if you look at the very first start of the first moto at Hangtown, it was like he was on the outside going into turn one. I mean, he wasn't horrible. He was right. probably fifth. Yeah. Or sixth. You know, it wasn't like he couldn't see those guys and was in 20th. And there has been absolutely no – you can't even compare him to the speed of those, those guys out front. JT, I think his bike looks like crap. Maybe not crap, but I don't think it looks very good. Uh, they're sorting out some technology. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> not all the way there yet. Clearly. No, I don't know. I, I expected more. I'll be honest with you. Expected more. Right. And the season's not over. You know, I haven't written him off yet, but I, I really thought he was going to come out and, uh, man, he's just not. He's not in the. He's not in the battle with those guys right now. Right, right. He's just not, and I thought he would be. JT, you... after a strong last year, you know, he was really good last year. I felt like. Uh, I know there's more competition this year and all that, but I, I, he has been underwhelming in my opinion so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I kind of agree. You know, also been underwhelming the uh, the JGR guys. Wow. It's not good. Weed, you didn't go. There's holiday on Monday, so you didn't go there for lunch. I suggest you stay away from there. Well, I mean, fitting Memorial Day. Right. Maybe that's what it is. Right. Just tears of sadness and oh. respect to the good times that Brent. are no longer with us. Grant was good in the first moto. He was good, you know, eighth place. Um, but Brayton is far off right now. I thought I thought Grant rode well in both motos. He just obviously was last in the second moto. Yeah. He actually rode well. Uh, the results aren't going to reflect it, but it was a huge step forward for him, in my opinion. Brayton, man, from Hangtown, anyway. Yeah, yeah. somebody needs to pull the you know pull the ripcord. Something's got to change. <laughs> uh, Tickle and Weimer are off to tough starts too. Both of them. The Tickle thing, man. I'm really um, and and you did the stats out there. How many points he had scored early in the year last year? Didn't he have a DNF? No, I don't. Within the first couple of motos last year, and I think. You pointed out he scored way more points at this point last year, right? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, 14 like 43 to 29 or something. Yeah, yeah. Which is a big difference. And I'm pretty – didn't his bike break in Texas last year? I don't remember. I should have looked at that. Uh, but I, my point – like, I think – Yeah, you think he got in that three, in three, three motos? Or four motos. Yeah, his bike broke in Colorado last year. Oh, it was Colorado. Oh, okay. okay, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so we're good then. Okay, well, either way, he still outscored himself last year by 14 points, and you're expecting to – in, in just over four motos, and you expect him to step up this year. Mm-hmm. And it's not like you can point to, you know, he didn't, his bike didn't break. He wasn't down in a first turn crash. I haven't even noticed him out there. Like, I haven't even, he's just been, what, in like 14th-ish. Yeah. Yeah, it's been tough. It's been a tough go. He went back to the Air Fork this weekend, but didn't really help him out. Andrew Short had his first, his worst race in years. Um, uh, Nick Way, Michael Byrne, whoo. It's, a, it's a, not, not good for those guys. Uh, hey, um, Short's deal was just a first-turn crash, and then he hurt himself a little bit. Is that all that was? Well, I guess it wasn't or the first he? turn. I guess I was mistaken in that. Yeah, but he did crash in the opening laps. Um, 
he was uh, 32nd or something on the third lap. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. oh, fourth lap. Um, he And then, yeah, he, he said he had a sore groin the whole day, which, I mean, we've all been there. Yep. You know, so. Jackie needs to back it down. Yeah. Uh, Nick Way, though. Oh, my heart bleeds for Nick Way. 27-23. Uh, JT, how many, you know, how many um, things did he smash probably in his, in his Mafia Moto truck after that? Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't good, man. I felt bad for him. I, honestly, I felt bad for all those guys. Tickle Short, Way, Burn. Chad Reed? They were all back there. Yeah, Chad's. That's a whole other topic. <laughs> Well, let's talk about that. We had Osterman on the Pulp Show. Um, How did that go? Uh, I said, Dave. So what's what's going on, Dave, with Chad Reed? What's what's happening? I mean, you guys can't keep doing this, Dave. So, like, do we have a diagnosis or a plan ahead? Well, you know, uh, Chad's a, Chad knows, and uh, he's a great team, and uh, all of us, we're all trying hard, and uh, you know, Chad Chad knows. He's he knows, and and I'm just like, okay, so Dave. Um, ten minutes later, I'm like, so Dave, so what is the plan? Well, you know, um, Ellie, Ellie designs the uniforms and the crew look. And, and he didn't say that. <laughs> when you asked him what's wrong with Chad, he didn't talk about Ellie designing uniforms. I think at some point he did. Yes. There's no way that was his answer. Please, I'm telling you, he did not even answer the question. I understand he probably didn't. He dodged he, it, but he didn't answer with that. I, I think he did. <laughs> um, I think he did. I mean, not right away, but I think he worked around to the fact that Chad's struggling, but everything else is great, including the uniforms. Right. So that Ellie, point. that Ellie designs. Um, I never. I, I. I don't. I'm more confused after talking to Dave, but it's right. not good. I mean, like we talked about, uh, a ailing Chad Reach should get tenth place. You know, a under the weather Chad Reach should get tenth place. Um, not what he's doing right now. And, and and why can't you you tried to talk to Dave too? Oh yeah, can I tell my Dave a story? Yeah, can I tell mine? Yeah. <laughs> so we, I saw Chad at the end of the riders' meeting, and I talked to him for a few minutes, and he basically just said, which we all know, which is, you know, it's not good, and I got to go see a specialist on Tuesday, which would be today, to figure out what the problem is. And I'm like, all right, I go, is it just the sickness? Like, is the bike and everything else, your knee and everything okay? And he's like, yeah, I think actually that was pretty good because we kind of gave up on Supercross and started ahead of time, so. I'm like, okay, so the sickness is that bad. Like, you're not saying the bike is junk. He's like, no, it's just feeling this. I'm like, okay, thanks. So then our pit reporter, we had Kelly back for this one, but Tutu wasn't around last year, so I had to introduce it to everybody. So the first person who gets to meet is Osterman, and we're, Lars says to us, hey, man, last week Emig on the show was saying Chad's bike looked off. Did you not know he was sick? And I'm like, good point. Dave, can you explain this to us? How sick is he? I don't want to bury your bike. I don't want to bury your team. I don't want to bury Honda. So help me out here. And then he tells us that Chad's fine. <laughs> no, no, no. The quote was, yeah. Chad Reed is Chad Reed. Right. Okay. Right. I say, I see, Dave, <laughs> you can't have your mechanic here saying, get the real story so our team looks good, and then you tell me everything's fine, Dave. You've got to give me something here. And he goes, Chad Reed is Chad Reed. <laughs> So He's like the Don reporter is trying to the reporter is trying to write all this down, and then I'm like, Chad, honey, don't try to write when Dave talks. Like right. you just never. Now, Kelly Stavish, what do you got? I've got that Chad Reed is Chad Reed. Back to you. <laughs> and he says, he says, you look at Chad. It's like looking a shark in the eye. I don't know if you ever scuba dive and look a shark in the eye, but when you look at Chad Reed, it's like looking a shark in the eye. That's what it's like. Back to you, Kelly. It's like looking a shark in the eye. 
Weege. It's like looking at a shark in the eye. Uh, I don't even know what that meant. I think right. what he meant is he still has the eye of the tiger, the eye of the shark. Like, he still has the yeah. termination, I think is what he meant. First of all, shark's eyes are just black. And, and they roll over. And they, they roll like over. Roll back when in their head. Right, when they bite There's you. There's like that weird film. Oh, well, then maybe, maybe that's a, a point of the illness. He's so sick that his eyes are black and they roll back into his head. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so we're not getting a lot out of that camp right now. Or <laughs> um, pit reporter. Like, she's writing this down. Right. And I'm like, Dave, you've got to give us something. Lars is over here saying that we're not getting the right <laughs> info on the TV show. I'm trying to help you. Chad Reed is Chad Reed. Note to self, do not ask Dave Osterman. He is not your point man. No, no. Good, good old Dave. Um, uh, do we know anything about Dean Wilson? Uh, no. Scottish? Definitely not Canadian. I know, I know. We covered know that. that. But um, rumors were that, we, that he hurt himself. Um, we... That was your report. I know. Did you anybody follow up on that? No, I didn't. I All didn't. Right. Well, I got it from a pretty good source, so we'll wait and see. What I'm happens. sure it's probably true. I yeah, yeah. Um, uh, he's off to a, uh, an all right start, I guess. So okay, so JT, back to Chad Reed. Okay. Back to Chad. Oh, Reed. okay. Sorry. Uh, Chad Reed. Chad Reed. Is he going to race this weekend? Do we know? Should he race? Uh, Should he race? All I can tell you is that Chad Reed is Chad Reed, and if Chad Reed races, then Chad Reed will be there. I'm going to go find a shark. After I hang up here and try, try to, no, I'm not finding him. Uh, Chad, uh, when you look at Chad Reed, it's like looking at Dirt Shark. <laughs> well, that explains it all. Yeah, that's that's better actually. That, that actually that, helps. That works. It's that time again. Thanks for listening to the Racer X podcast show, brought to you by BTOSports.com, presented by Thor MX. I appreciate it. Don't forget to click on the Amazon banner on pulpamex.com to help out pulpamex.com. We appreciate it. Listen to these commercials. Buy from these sponsors. Thank you for listening. See you on the other side. X Podcast Show is brought to you by BTOSports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. us. We at BTO Sports want to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Racer X Podcast Show. Use coupon code Pulp MX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. For 2013, JT Racing enters its next generation with the all-new Evolve Light, ProTech, Enduro, and Limited Edition collections, taking quality and innovation to a whole new level. Also available in youth sizes, each collection is built with high-grade materials offering its own unique characteristics to meet the demands of today's riders, both recreationally and competitively. To find a dealer or view the entire collection online, log on to JTRacingUSA.com. Championship proven. Many motocross apparel brands make that claim, but only Thor can back it up. 
As America's first motocross apparel brand, Thor has set the standard for delivering the highest quality performance racewear on the market for the past 45 years. With champions like Ryan Villapoto, Blake Baggett, and Dean Wilson, to name a few, our products truly are championship proven. To see all the new 2013 products, visit ThorMX.com or head to your local Thor Parts Unlimited dealer. Thor, the official racewear of Supercross. All right, Weech, I'm going to ask you the same question I asked uh, JT last night on the Pulp Mech Show. Who's more in trouble right now? Justin Brayton, Brock Tickle. Who's my other guy? Oh, Tyler Rattray. Uh, I think Rattray's in the most. I think Rattray's in the most. And isn't that strange? Because I think his results have been the best. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think... I mean, okay, here's the hilarious thing. Brayton and Tickle actually have two-year deals, so they shouldn't be in any trouble, right? But what do two-year deal mean, two deals mean in this sport? Nothing. Nothing. Right. They mean nothing. And I'm not saying that anyone, either of these teams, has said we're firing the guy. I'm just going by history here. They mean nothing. How is Josh Grant even on JGR? He had a two-year deal with Jeff Ward Racing. What did that contract mean? <laughs> nothing. Right. Uh, just the point I'm making. Um, the thing is that, JT's you know, pro- hey, JT's probably JGR, still got J- or uh, RCH yeah. is still – Improving, they're still stepping up their program. Tickle's had a few signs here and there. He's also pretty good at Supercross. So I don't see, and I think they're going to go after a big name, and then if you consider Tickle the second guy on your team, he's a pretty good fit for that spot. I think part of the reason that people bagged on Tickle this year is because they expected, they thought it was like Carmichael was hiring himself. I don't think they ever intended for Tickle to be that guy. You know what I mean? You know, if they had Dungey on the team next year and Tickle was out there getting top tens, you'd be like, Tickle's doing awesome. Mm-hmm. That's why I think he's okay. Uh, Brayton is a two-year deal. Um, I-, I think he's fine, too. Plus, again, he's much better at Supercross than he is outdoors, so you can only take so much out of this. But the problem yeah. with Rattray is this is the one trick of the one-trick pony, right? Yeah. This is it. The Supercross, he's not proven himself at all. Um, now, I'm not saying he's going to end up unemployed. Of course not. Right. But I don't know if he'll get a ride at this level, and it's really too bad because he's not doing that poorly in the results. But <sighs> it's like... Teams want what? Wins or potential for wins? That's what teams always want. And if he's not showing that he's going to do that here, that's why I think he's in trouble. Um, if you guys want to hear some must-listen-to audio, it doesn't take too long, go listen to Mitch Payton's Hangtown and Lakewood podcasts that I do. They're good. They're good. He's got six guys to talk about and six guys to criticize. <laughs> he's not happy. Like, He's just like, what are you going to do? Like, he's like, Tyler has got to be better. I'm disappointed in Dean. I bag it. I I don't know what's up with bag it. Martin needs to be in better shape. This is Hill's. This is a chance of a lifetime, and you got to work for it if you're you're Justin Hill. Like, it's, 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 you know, it's Mitch Payton. It's, it's, um, what he does. He's honest, you know? So, he's definitely very big on his program, obviously. Chance of a lifetime. Yeah, well, um, yeah. Nah, it's probably probably deserved, though. Right, I mean, right. I don't uh, think Hill's been that bad. His starts are I, terrible. I think he's been okay. Like, he hasn't been yeah, great. Yeah, his starts but... have been awful, though. Right, right. Uh, Malcolm Stewart, he's good. JT? Solid. I mean, I, I give him credit. Yeah. He, uh, the second mode, I was interested to see if he was going to kind of move up. Uh, he was behind Rattray and Dino and those guys for right. – the whole, the whole thing, it seemed like, yeah. And uh, 
just watching the first one at Hangtown, he kind of blew through those guys, and he right. didn't. He definitely didn't fade at all. But I, I was kind of interested to see if he would pass those guys, and he kind of didn't. Right. Right. Um, but he's still good. I mean, he, I think he's. You know, when you kind of you have expectations for each rider of where they're going to be, and I think he's exceeding expectations, which is always a positive. Do you guys have the points in front of you or the results or anything? No, I never do that. You never do? Okay. No. Uh, Weege? I mean, either. F that. Okay, okay, so I'm the only guy who does any research at all for this. Fire yeah, work. Yeah. Um, first guy, when I scroll through the points, that uh, 450 points after two races, is Nor- Norrin, Frederick Norrin. Not doing so bad. Um, all right, thanks, That's guys. the first guy that jumps out to you? Yes, Norrin or Nicoletti. One of those what, two. Who's in ninth? Who's ninth in points? Uh, Weston Pike. Yeah. Weston Pike, and he's going Currently home. on a plane to Australia. Um, and, yeah, he's going to Australia. So Yeah, yep. that's what jumps out to me. Unbelievable. Okay. Ninth. It just didn't work. He just didn't prove himself. No. Just, no. I ain't going to cut it, bro. No. Nope. Nope, not at all. We – yeah, I don't know. What are you going to do? Um, we've talked about that a hundred times, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, we um, – it's funny how Ryan Hughes and we we like Rhino. We do like Rhino. He's he he's a good guy. But Can it's you funny. Speak for yourself. It's what? Speak for yourself, please. It's funny how Rhino latches on to the winners and then proceeds to tell you how they're riding the way that needs to be ridden. I heard the same thing with Tomac last year. Uh, I will disagree with that. Actually, okay. I will disagree with that. Um, the first time I heard. Ryan Hughes preaches new way you should ride a bike was at the Los Angeles Supercross round three of the 2011 Supercross season. And we even did a video. I have proof of when this happened. And he said, I think you're going to see that the guy that has the most, most room to go fast without causing him to just crash out, but the guy that has the most growth, the guy that's going to be the one to beat, is going to be Villapoto. Just look at his riding style. I'm like, come on, better than James Stewart? He's like, yep, better than James Stewart. You'll see. Can't really, can't really bag at him for that. Okay. 2011, yeah. round three. Got it on uh, video. Yep. Okay. Better than James Stewart. His riding style is better. I'm like, come on. Everyone knows Stewart is the most technically gifted, awesome. You know, there might be other issues. But riding style-wise, yep, you'll see. Well, we have. All right. Well, and way to crap on I think my the point. problem Rhino has right now is that he said so many things that piss off people that even if he does say, he's not going to be right, wrong or right all the time. Right. Maybe he's spraying it with pump. Is that the issue? Mm, perhaps. He's, yeah. He's yeah. had so many opinions on so many things that people have just written them off altogether. Right. Right. That could be. Um, but obviously he's looking at this stuff very closely. He's probably going to be right sometime. And I think exactly what he's I saying think, about Villapoto is true. I think that's my point, is he's going to be right sometime. Yeah, if you say enough, something's going to be right. 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 Well, that is the spraying with pump theory, and I won't deny that. But yeah, I will but, say that I'm right. not... He did not jump on the Villapoto bandwagon after Villapoto started winning everything in sight. And Although I, at that race he did pass everyone and win. It was in the, it was the greatest ride in the afternoon. History. It was in the afternoon. Oh, okay. And, like uh, this was running through my mind during this. I'm like, oh shit. And and I do not spray the peel with pump. We've we've established that. You absolutely do. No, we each, we each will break the tie and say I do not. I pick selected riders. And by the way, yeah. my. Sprayed with pump before the season. Ryan Sipes is now just one and one for good finishes. One crappy, one good. Um, all right, let's go to 250s. Anything else, 450s? Any else? 
Uh, hey, I'm gonna one more thing about the uh, Euro guys that came and visited. Yeah. Okay, Mathis, didn't you say at one point that um, Canada was struggling in hockey so bad that there was a government intervention? Yes. Right. If you're Belgium, which obviously takes its motocross very seriously, can the government not put together a supercross training camp slash racing series? Because has there ever been – so many great riders have come through Belgium. Yeah. None of them have ever had even a sliver of success or experience or any prospects at all in supercross. Not a one, right? Um, I would disagree with that. Everett's came over and was a top – was a in main like – In like three races. Yeah. Okay, so three races total in the history of the country. Okay. Arguably the, what, second or maybe even best nation in the history of the sport as yeah. far as their overall success of riders and talent that have come through. Three good races ever. Yeah. Like, come on, help these guys out. Like, look what France has done for their riders. With the, yeah, like, yeah. Helping them learn supercross. Poor DeSalle or Stridge, the Stridge boss or any of the other guys, if the GP thing doesn't work out, they have nowhere to turn because they have – their American prospects, I mean, what could we say? Have been cut by 70% because they're not going to see, like, what, how badly does that hurt your career? Yeah, well, I'll get on that as soon as I get on the Canadian uh, motocross, um, <laughs> you know, camp to just try to get Canadians, you know, to race. Good at anything? Yeah, good at anything besides good at hockey. Anything. Right. Um, for 250s, do you guys want to start with Matis Inda or Ignacio Pazos? Which. What about Jacob Bowman? Ignacio Pazos star in another movie. Was, yeah. Maybe, oh, that was John Carlos Ramos. Maybe that is John Carlos Ramos and it's his new role as Ignacio Pazzo. Ignacio Pazos is from Costa Rica. I do know that. Yeah, he is. Um two fifties, uh let's let's start there. Uh or let's 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 go there. Tomac uh, Roxon, um Baggett, what is is this something we are you worried about Baggett? Are we? Are, do we? Do we start sounding alarms? Is it too early? Uh, I would say it's too early. Except, unfortunately, Baggett has a weirdo history of just not even knowing what the problem is when he's having problems. Right? Like last year, it was pretty good. Obviously, mm-hmm. he won yeah. the title. Yeah. But there were even some races. You know, uh, still City. I think he kind of struggled. Everybody's like, "Is the pressure getting to?" He's like, "No, I just wasn't on today." And then, man, 2011 was as hot and cold as you could possibly get. It was like a different rider every weekend. Mm-hmm. So. Only with him do I think, man, when he starts saying, I don't know what was wrong, I just didn't have it today. And he goes from almost winning last week to, I mean, he got fifth. That was a lucky fifth. What did he go, 9-5? Yeah. Yeah, same as Zach last week. Same, same motor scores and everything. Yeah. Um, it's like, again, not even the same guy. Not even the same human being. Like, I almost want to check IDs. Um, for him, that seems like something that's happened before, yeah. and I think that's the scary part. JT, uh, should you be worried if you're a Blake Baggett fan or just chuck it up? A bad day. Uh, wasn't a good wasn't a good day. Um, Thanks. And I don't I don't know what the hell was going on to be honest with you. Right. First moto obviously was way back, so you could kind of understand. But yeah. the second moto, you're just like, what happened? You know, mm-hmm. what are you doing out there? And not that it was bad. I mean, it's way better than I could ever do. But well, for what you know, he's capable of. It's weird. Yeah, you don't need to. You don't need to put the caveat of it's way, way better. No, than I know. I can but do. I, when I bag on when I bag on riders like that, I always because. You know, people are just going to be like, oh, it's way better than you could ever ride. Well, I understand that. But when you know what he's capable yeah. of, that wasn't anywhere near near that level. Uh, that's the most ridiculous logic ever when people do that. But you people know? still do it. Yeah, but it's, 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 it's like arguing with – it's a dance of the retards. Like you well, can't win. when like, you are only a year away from – you know, a year removed from okay. racing, All right. you know, it's a little bit different. Um, 
Roxon didn't. Roxon showed me that he, I think his stamina is still an issue. Weech, like an hour, only an hour break. Oh, and by the way, I got the tweets saying that um, the sport is endangering the riders with no intermission. So don't worry about that. I got those tweets. Uh, um, but with no intermission, you got to worry about with altitude. It's no big deal. <laughs> um, with with so I got those tweets, but Weech, he didn't. He Why don't you throw out a tweet that you've heard they want to go to 25-minute um, plus two-lap motos, and then you'll suddenly hear they're endangering the sport by not making it gnarly enough. Right, yeah. Like, yeah. like it's funny. If you ever thought of, like, cutting – I think there was a time two years ago they literally were like, man, if we could cut it to 30 minutes instead of 30 minutes and two laps, it would make these TV shows so much easier to do because you're basically cramming a 36-minute race into a 42-minute window. Yeah. Uh, and it was like the fans will scream bloody murder if you take two laps away. But at the same time, you shorten the intermission, and it's like, what are you, insane? <laughs> You're going to kill them. You're going to kill that them. That would actually be harder. Right. Take two laps away would actually make it much easier. Yeah, you can't, you can't win. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, Roxon, Roxon looked winded second moto. No doubt about it. Yeah, he was not the same guy and not for mysterious baggage reasons like what no. happened there. But it no. was obvious. It was yeah. obvious that he was – you could almost see him uh, not laboring, but I think taking it easier in some mm-hmm. of the sections. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I thought just the way he rode, and he was so strong down the stretch, and I think Baggett made a run at him at Hangtown, and he outlasted that, right. which is a massive difference from last year. I'm like, that's not going to be an issue, but uh, yeah. Oh, and then I, you know, people were saying, well, it's not wasn't hot at Hangtown. I don't know. I thought it was all right. I mean, it's not. It wasn't, you know, um, red butt hot, but it, I thought it was hot enough to I think test was the, the guy. Same. I thought it was enough to test the guy. Anyway, I think low eighties, low eighties both days, right? Yeah. Um. Hey, I've ridden a dirt bike in like forty degree weather. You can still get tired. Why is it like when people talk about <laughs> it's so physically taxing? It gets hot. It gets humid. It's still hard, no matter what. The it's not like it's only hard because it's hot. Right. Right. Like, yep. I, I feel like the hot and humid thing gets taken too far. Yeah, you're right about that. Yeah. Okay, he won both motors at Hangtown. Even if it was seventy degrees, that shows he's in pretty awesome shape. Right. Right. There. That's my piece. Uh, Osborne. 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 Ooh. That was good. Come on. Yeah, very good. Did you see him getting second in a moto before the season started? Not like that. No, no. Hunting down, beating the, the world champions that he, he, you know, he couldn't beat in Europe still, yeah. you know, Muskan yep. and, and, uh, and Roxon. Good job for Zach Osborne. I credit his training abroad. Um, many vacations is, that yeah. Jama- he's been on. Jamaica, Sweden, Vegas. Canary Islands. Yes. Norway. Yes. His trainer his trainer's strenuous program of taking him all over the world where the resorts are. Yes. Um all right, so what about Cooper Webb? Do we change our our prospects of Cooper Webb now we each do we up our ex- expectations? I mean that first model was terrific. That was great. Okay, this is way beyond an eh at this point, right? Oh yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah, no, way I'm, beyond I'm an eh. I'm not going to do that. I'm not I'm not that guy. Nope. I mean you tell me he's going to go – because I think a lot of times, you know, they get good starts and they ride on adrenaline, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. That first moto was nothing like that. First of all, it wasn't his first race anymore. This is like when reality hits. This is race two. And then what he just does is calmly hunts down the technician himself, Muskan, and that was an awesome pass. Yeah. Like, that was totally different than why the rookies usually do good in their first race. That was just pure, like, strength and racecraft and knowing what he's doing. Mm-hmm. That was impressive. Who cares about the second moto things? It means nothing. He's not going for the title this year. It's not even the goal. Right. You're just looking for potential, and man, has he shown it. He's thrown away like uh, 
17 points too in the last in the last three laps of both motos. Uh, Hangtown. Yeah, he'll, he'll figure that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would be like six in the points or something. I did the math. But no, he he's terrific. I mean, so of course you know what's coming now, Weege. You can probably guess. <laughs> equal a, time. Is this Democrat yeah. Republican? Make sure we give you equal time. <laughs> Take a guess. Does does the scene Cirillo kid? Does he is he this good? Why not? Right. <laughs> it's weird because. I would imagine AC's watching this happen and is flipping out, like punching holes in the wall that he's so upset that he's not there. Yeah. But at the same time, if anything, if you're him, it would make you happy. Like I, it should. I think so. You wouldn't so. see it that way. Yeah. But wouldn't you be like, oh, sweet. I think so, JT. Wouldn't you? Yeah, that, that'd be good. I'm not thing. sure. I'm not sure which side he's on. He's <laughs> like, oh, crap. Like, you know, I got a lot, I got a lot to live up to now. Like mm-hmm. he's set the bar really high. Or is it, dang, man, I could kill it. You know, I can kill it. Like I know I can now. Right. I, I'm not sure. Not sure which no, I think on. he is mad. I, I feel like, in general, you should be pumped to see that happen, but I know how racers work. There's no way he is. Like, I'm sure he's seeing Webb get a third in a moto, and it's driving him insane. Right? Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's there's what I'm no saying. no way he's happy. I think there's definitely that side, but there's also the side of, uh, um, yeah, I have, man, I have, <laughs> I got to get third? Wow. All right. <laughs> right, right. Oh, I would assume automatically if he sees Webb get third, he just says, well, then I would get second. Right. That's what I would think. Not saying these dudes are cocky. I'm just saying that's how they work. Like yeah, not, there's a lot yeah. of insecurity that goes on behind the scenes in people's heads, though. Well, insecurity in podcasting, too. Okay. I'm not sure what that means. Uh, I'm not sure either. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Jer- never mind what that means. If you guys don't have it, you don't have it. Consider yourself lucky. Um. <laughs> Hey, last year, Jeremy Martin's best finish was an eighth. And then he got a couple of tenths. So, okay, no. My point is, perhaps I was correct with the eh. But he's he's better. He's good. Um, he's a better rider than he was last year so far. How much do you think, JT, that has to do with the fact that Cooper is, I mean, Cooper's faster than him. You know, maybe not by much, maybe not by a ton, but I think Cooper Webb's faster than Jeremy Martin. It, it, that's got to be a little a bit of a rivalry going on there. You don't want to be that guy. You want to still be the hot kid or whatever, right? Yes, but I don't think there were – I think expectations are higher for Cooper than for Jeremy Martin. Mm-hmm. The, only, the only thing I think that brought Jeremy Martin's expectations up was the whole Ricky Carmichael regional thing, which was ridiculous. Other than that, there wasn't oh. a t- – ton of hype you know like it was like oh man this kid's pretty good but with cooper webb it was just like no like this is yamaha's great white hope great blue hope yes and their bike is white also um what do you think weege jeremy martin jeremy martin impressive to you weege or just about what you thought first of all it's ridiculous for you to say he's a better rider than he was last year like come on man well he raced what two nationals no he didn't race two nationals Hold on. He raced two nationals. Hold on. Year. Hold on. Stop. I know he raced Unadilla, so I don't know how many were after that. Stop. Did he race Unadilla? He raced, he raced three Unadilla, yeah. three nationals. Oh, sorry. I was way off. Well, uh, at least thirty three percent off. Yep. Okay, three nationals <clears throat> after the end of his amateur career, where he didn't even race Loretta's, by the way, because he was hurt. Okay. Now that is a massive difference. Of course, he's a better rider. Like that's not that's a ridiculous point to make. He's a better rider because he's had a whole year. That's why Listen, it's better. It's not because Cooper Webb all of a sudden 
what did he see? His lap times of the test track, and it motivated him. Like, no, he's better because no. that's just the natural order. Of course, he's going to be better. Listen, a hole. That wasn't the question. The question to you, to you, was, is he better than you thought right now, or is it about what you expected, or or worse than you thought? It's about what I expected. Oh, it is. About okay. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yep. Yeah, because I think. You know, I didn't think he had the speed to, if he pulled a whole shot, all of a sudden, like, lead a ton of laps. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, he pulled the whole shot in the second motor here, and he got passed immediately. Right. He was in fourth by the end of the first lap, wasn't he? Something like that? Yeah. But then he settled in, and he got a solid six, and I think that's his strength. Like, he'll be strong at the end. He has endurance. I don't think the speed is just like you see with some of these super hyped-up kids. But I think he's going to be solid and, and pretty good. But, no, I didn't, I didn't ever think that he would come out and, like, podium is first national like some of these guys work okay. with or even do. Yeah. So this is about what you thought though. Yeah. Six, seven, five, six, seven, eight, whatever. Somewhere around there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to compare him to Webb, it, it isn't as good because Webb has had a third. Actually results, I guess, for the overall at the end of the day, he might be better than Webb. But you're seeing maybe the ceiling might be higher one over the other. Right. But if you start racing, man, whew, you got to be pumped right now. Oh, yeah. There's light at the end of the tunnel. There is, and there's a whole new bike coming. You know, a good bike. Yep. So... Um, JT, what do you, when you watch Cooper, does he remind you of somebody? Does he look like somebody you've seen before? Does he, uh, do anything that reminds you of another rider or what, what can you say about his riding style slash, uh, uh, ride, uh, sort of his, uh, mentality? Um, he really, you know, he hasn't really struck me as reminding me of anybody too much. Um, I was really just impressed at, uh, both speed and, you know, I don't know if I can say an endurance yet, but his lack of intimidation, I guess, from these guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, he just hunted down Muscan the first moto, and he basically hunted all those guys down. Yeah. You know, they were way behind the first two. I mean, way behind them. But other than those two, I mean, he kind of came through the, the pack and mm-hmm. was clearly the third best guy in that moto, I felt like. Right. Um, I, I was really shocked at how far the first two were gone, though. To be fair, yeah, yeah, I was, uh, I was surprised too. Those guys were really checked out. Um, Why well, uh Bogle, eleventh in the points after two races. Uh, thoughts? Come on, man! Like, come on! What? He didn't have his hats off. Like, how does that? That's what I said in my thing. Are you mocking me or are you agreeing with me? I'm actually agreeing with you. On that oh, I one. thought you were mocking me. Okay. Like, how could I know that that'd be your go-to? expectation right 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 how could you not come on man that's what i say it's your professional racer you're you need to have that in there to start the moto now it's obviously there's a point there's a there's potential that that's not even his deal that's not even on him personally like maybe somebody does that for him or i don't know if it's a gear guy or what like maybe it's he's totally blameless but i feel like with bogle We've seen weirdo things happen quite a lot in the small sample size we have, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just weird stuff has happened. Um, JT, uh, obviously you don't know for sure, but your responsibility for that as a rider? On our team, that would not be my responsibility. Oh, okay. Um, right. It could happen, uh, but I would think that he is not putting eject devices in his helmets. No. Okay. Yeah, that would be my assumption. Is that he does not do that. Right, right. And he put a new helmet on, clearly. Um, and Well, I think, I think they all had new helmets, Osborne and Tomac and him. They all look like a new paint job. Yeah, I'm going to say that was probably not his, not his fault. Okay. Yeah, he probably should have checked it 
Um, yeah. You know, double checked it or whatever. Like, you know, that's probably right. typical of now. You know, you can't race without it, so you're going to make sure it's in there. But I highly doubt he's the one putting it in there. Okay. Um, we Jason Anderson was good. Obviously, he was running up front in the first moto for a little bit. Found his place in fifth. Uh, second moto, fortieth to twelfth. Anderson rode well. Well, it's his home track, though. You got to give him that. <laughs> Here we go. I, I look. I I'm not satisfied with my responses from him on the home track controversy. I will be making sure next year that we all know where his home supercross is. How can you be Which satisfied? They're wrong. No, well, I mean, he tried to blame it off on driving time or something. I don't know what he was trying to talk to me about. but When, when you I mean, say your home race is the third closest race to you, you're wrong. Well, but then he said driving time, it's the closest one. And I'm like, I don't know As what you're saying. the crow flies. <laughs> yeah, I guess, uh, you know. <laughs> who, who drives their vehicle to races as the crow flies anymore? Like, what, do you have some sort of monster buggy? You're just you're crushing your magic cr- carpet, right? You're crushing uh, convenience stores and schools and whatever in your way because it's the crows fly. It's the way the crows fly. He grew up with Aladdin. Oh Jesus! Um, but New Mexico, man. Remember, this is where Tedesco always did his damage. And uh, yeah, according to Paul Lindsay, he has seen Tedesco in short battle many, many, many times. As he cracked open a cold can of Red Bull, he'd watch them battle as kids <laughs> at Lakewood. Well, and then there's, there's the, then there's the infamous Andrew Short reaching over and touching Ivan Tedesco's front brake in a turn to cause oh, Ivan. On. This is the words of Kenny Watson. Really? Yes, that's <laughs> you know, how that's how dirty Short is. He's so dirty. He reached over and grabbed someone's front brake. He took his hands <laughs> off the bars. <laughs> Apparently, going into a turn or something. Maybe I got my. I don't think I got my facts wrong. I believe Kenny said that one time. Wow. So. Um, um, yeah, so I don't know if there's anything to that. Uh, the Mexico riders really do well in Colorado. It's their home race. Right. Was Paul there? No, I think Anderson's I... really good, and I think for him, that's there's unless Baggett gets it going here, there's a looking like there's a potential threat of two guys just completely dominating this. Yeah. Um, so I think if you're any of those other guys, if you're Anderson, I don't think you can ex- be expected to go and beat Tomac or Roxon this year. So you just got to try to be in the next group, which would be where he's at. Yeah. Six-ish, something like that. Yep. Um, Izzy, not good again. Um, Isn't he? He needs to go back to Nico, man. He needs to go back to Nico. Life was better when he was Nico. Yeah. Well, maybe not life was better, actually. I shouldn't maybe say that. but um, Nico is faster than Dominic. Nico showed more speed. Yes, Nico. Yeah, Dominic. Nico was good at starts, too. Yeah. Well, he had a decent one, I think, in the first. Yeah, row. one of the motos he was up there. Uh, all right, but it yeah. wasn't good. He, now he told me Hangtown. Don't even think about that. That's his first race, and since blah blah way through last year or something like that. Don't right. even think about it. But um, okay, he was better, but it's not what I was hearing. Like I was hearing, there was some spraying with pump going on with him. Yeah, there was. Um, Alex Martin had a tough day. His bike seized on the parade lap. The second moto. You're making that up. No. Was it a Rock River bike? No. No, yeah, his, his, his bike, he barely made it back to the gate after the parade lap. You are making that up. No. Why was that so it, shocking? Well, if it seized, he wouldn't have made it back at all. Well, it was seizing up. It was stopping and go like, you know. And, uh, I mean, why do you think that's crazy, Weege? No, it's just because he's 11, 10 stories. Like, it's just yeah, getting no. to, like, cartoon levels. It's getting to, like, no. what else can they come up with? Well, what I else mean, can happen? I was the one who, said, you know, talked about the anvil falling on yeah. Nicoletti repeatedly, like a Bugs Bunny cartoon. 
just whenever it looked like he was in the clear. Just, <laughs> Twice he, he's done the parade lap like right. Alex Martin on the Acme Yamaha. <laughs> right, right. You see a little fuse. <laughs> <laughs> he's all he's, he's all gone. He's just black, you know, with his hair blown back <laughs> from the bomb. Um, <laughs> uh, hey, what does anybody know much about Dylan Epstein? I turned pro last year, rode Elsinore, first race. Kind of a team green kid. Um, he's been all right this year. I don't know much about him besides, you know, he's always on John Knowles' chopping block. Dylan <laughs> Epstein, without knowing, he, Dylan Epstein has been off and on Knowles' chopping block as far as prepping goggles. More times than probably anybody <laughs> than Dylan even knows. Um, but he's twenty. he's got 22 points, 17th in the points. Um, what do you know about him, uh, Weege? Uh, yeah, he was a team green guy, and he's from California. So um, he never really did that well, say, at Loretta's. But people said, oh, no, if you see him out in California, it's really good. I think Mitch is going to give him a ride. Yeah. That really was a, the rumor last year that he didn't get it. And then depending on who you talk to, he either got screwed and he should have gotten it or he's not good enough and didn't deserve it. Mm-hmm. Um, now he's starting to prove himself. I mean, he did do Supercross this year, and there really weren't any uh, major highlights. But he's, you know, of the real privateers, like not counting whatever you want to call rock star. Yeah. Uh, He's been the best in both races, and, um, you know, he's probably looking at what, I think he went 15-15. Yeah, yeah. And he's probably looking at Hill not being too far up ahead of him. That's probably on his mind, I would think. Yeah, so he's kind of like a baggage situation. Like, you know, he obviously knew Mitch and had help from Mitch, and he was a Southern California guy his whole career. I don't think he was quite as good as Baggett in the amateurs, but the point Mm -hmm. is, like, I'm sure he kind of feels like, oh, man. There's, There's a lot of guys who feel like Mitch screwed him. Kyle Lewis still says Mitch screwed him. In ninety one. Kyle Lewis. In ninety one. Oh man. He had it dialed. He had a peak ride. It was in the bag. In the bag. Yeah. Really? Um, so can you imagine all the guys that you know shit, even Blake Baggett got screwed by Mitch for Dean Wilson. It was in the bag. Yep. It was done. So um kind of funny how that works. Savachi's been good, uh bike problem. Um Davalos, JT, that's his best track, right? Come on. I would have thought it's on. one of his best ones, yep. Okay. Well, he went uh, 7-10. 10-7, uh, yep, 7-10. Yep. Okay, yep. I, I, I don't know what to tell you. I, thought, I, I expected more. The first moto, I was, I was, he was pretty solid. Um, I was a little disappointed in him letting Zach, Zachy Poo get him at the end. But I thought the moto, he rode well. He was sixth and a solid sixth. And then Zach got him the last lap. Right. And then the second moto... He crashed. Something happened. He was up. He was up further than that and crashed or something. Did Did you try to bet me before the race? Top ten or top five? Uh, top ten. Uh, yeah, I didn't take it. Okay, good thing. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, you did double your. You did get your Alessi bet back. I did. Yes. Yes. And what is the new one now? Uh, the new one is. Uh, I don't want to talk about it. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Can't, I can't talk about it because it. Because now you're into conflict odds. of interest. Now you're into odds and stuff. Like you conflict of interest, yeah. You know? So you're like, you've got a full ring going on. You've got odds in the field, and, and yeah. It's getting out of hand. Whenever, yeah, Dan, well. whenever Dan Truman shows up, things get out of hand with betting. Well, uh, uh, John Knowles proposed a bet to me that I couldn't turn down. Uh-huh. Okay. I feel like the money is already in my pocket. All right. Uh, All right. But I'm not willing to divulge the details. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Um... Jacob Baumart? Baumart? Who's that? He got 20th. Good job for him. No clue. 
I'm not no sure at all. What number uh, are we talking about here? He's uh, 157. He's on a Kawasaki. I got a tweet uh, from the column where I said anybody know anything. He's from Kentucky. Oh, I thought that was Hackley. What? The whole day? I thought that was Sean Hackley. Oh, Tr- That's the number he used to run. Yeah, it is. Know. It is, yeah. All right. Hackley's 452. Okay. I did um, not know that. Okay. All right. Um... Cole of Seeley course, was... that's in tribute to James Marshall. What is? The nut running 452. Oh, I don't know. Was that Marshall? Yeah, I, oh. I would think so. I did not know that. Um, all right, anything else? Anything else, guys? Are we? Did we cover it? I feel like this uh, is how's Muddy Creek Creek going to be? How's Cole Thompson going to do at Muddy Creek? He's racing? Yes, 250s. He is, he's foregoing his, his Canadian reign to yes. try his hand once again in the U.S. Yes, and I admire him for that. On a 450? Nope, 250s. Wow. Yeah, I think that was a bad move. Should have sucked 450s. Uh, I will say 1419. Okay. Weej? Uh, yeah, I'd say something right around there, right around there. Okay. Um, so I'll say 1518. How about that? Okay. I'm going to go 3 1. Okay. Got to watch for Jacob Baumar. 31st. From Kentucky. Uh, Muddy Creek's going to be good. JT, you've raced there. Oh, yeah, many times. Right. I've been there. Um, it's close to Weege's house, so he's happy. He's driving to that one, right, Weege? Yes, but I am, I am unhappy that it's close enough where people like you have to stay over. Man, man, that's going to be. <laughs> you like that, huh? I'm pumped on it. It's, it's going to be, be awesome. Time. I'm excited. I think that we should have had a national there years ago. Um, right. Dirt's good. Layout's good. It's kind of like yep. Lake Wood. You're going to be able to see a lot of the track. Um, uh, someone told me ticket sales are incredible. Uh, everybody I've talked to in the, the entire sport is going to this race. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, like everyone from Florida, my friends, fam, you know what I mean? Everybody's going to this race. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Wow. Well, I think it's been, it's been uh, basically requested, and people have dreamed that Muddy Creek would have a national for years. So really? So finally huh? it's happening, and everyone, yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, same, it's that same Atlanta Supercross kind of deal where yeah. it's a regional event and everyone's going to go. Alabama, South Carolina, Texas, you know what I mean? Right, Not, right. But Mississippi, Tennessee, Virginia, right. that whole deal. Um, I, I heard from someone that said Zach Osborne could win there. He's that good. He got second last weekend in a moto. Yeah, but he's that so, good at Muddy that, Creek. Is that a stretch? Well, I would say so, but he's that good at Muddy Creek, so who knows? And I, I cannot believe track. Mike Brown is not racing. Oh, that saddens me still. It is. Baja practice. It's like fate is, is so cruel. Oh, let me tell you. Yeah, that's unbelievable. I mean, yeah, it makes me hate the world. Oh, he's the Muddy Creek assassin. He is. And he's just not even going to be there. Think you're going to have a moment of silence for him or something? I, I think it's deserved. <laughs> something. Yep. Something. We should have him like live via satellite during opening ceremonies or something. He uh, he literally, I guess, lives five minutes from the track. Yes, like, he does. Yeah, right. Five minutes from the track. Oh, I uh, use practice there a lot. Um. All right. Anything else? Weege, Euros this weekend, better or worse? I think better for two reasons. Um, I, I know that uh, <clears throat> offline we were talking about a noted former champion of the sport saying elevation does not have any impact on athletic performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it did for them. Um, I think that's going to be just as big a factor as the obvious. They'll have gotten used to their bikes more. They'll have trained in the U.S. more. They'll know the system more. 
think they're going to be better, but I don't know how much better they can get. <clears throat> like, better means DeSalle has to probably beat Canard and or Barsha, right? Like, yeah. that's pretty much where he was. Right. Yeah, I don't know so I almost that, feel right. like the results might not be better, even though they'll probably ride better. That's a big step to take. Those guys are good. Yeah, I think you're right. It's it's tough. Yeah, he should be right there, right? He battled Trey pretty good in the first moto, so it wasn't he wasn't too far off. But yeah, yeah. Those are good riders that you got to beat. They are good riders, dude. If he had come over last year, just think about how different it would be. Like, think about the the vital world. He came over toward the end of the year last year, where it was Weimer, Tickle, Alessi. Chasing after Dungey. That could, they would everything look totally different, even if they wrote exactly the same. Yeah. It'd be, yeah. Um, yep. I wonder if they thought it was weird where there was 40 guys on the line. Were they freaked out? Like, who are all these people? We usually race against 18, 16, 18. You mean you guys, guys. got paid after the motos? <laughs> yeah. yeah. What the shit? What? Look at all these riders. What's going on? But they must have been disappointed in the turnout because, I mean, you read the GP press releases and they get, like, what, 50,000, 60,000 people? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they probably thought For all the fans. Right, right. Where is everybody? Um, where's the special Ustream only fully catered to the max tent where you have to have a special pass to get in? Uh, you know, where God knows probably there's orgies going on inside of it. Um, you know, meanwhile, at our tent, it's just everyone just eating parts of limited meatballs and, you know, pasta. Ustream is almost like North Korea. <laughs> it's, it's just complete wow. lies and false propaganda. <laughs> and no one gets paid anything. I just, Give Longo a nuclear weapon and you really, there's really no difference. Uh, wow. <laughs> I enjoy there goes my There goes my motocross of nations. <laughs> best pass. I, I don't. You just got to race. You just got to race from race. <laughs> <laughs> so congratulations. Right. Um. Yeah, I got to love that. They're always talking about infrastructure of the GPs and infrastructure and this and that. And then every time I go over there, there's a football field-sized catering tent that looks pretty nice inside for all the officials and all the special people. And I'm like, how much does that cost? You know, how much is all that? There's all these Mercedes. There, There's a compound where only the Mercedes and all those cars can go into, you know. You know, Giuseppe and his guys and his buddies, they, they all pull right in there. And I'm always like, hmm, all right, okay, yeah, infrastructure. Wow. Expensive. So, um, okay, anything else? Can we wrap this BTOsports.com Racer X podcast Lakewood wrap-up up? Presented by Thorimex. Official gear of Martin Davalos. Can we wrap it up? I don't know what that stuff is. Okay, I know, but let's just pretend it is something. Um, anything else? Can I believe we-, we can wrap it up. Okay. Well, before we go, prediction time. Winners for Muddy Creek, JT. Ryanville Poto. Yep. Uh, Ryan Dungey, second. Okay. Third place, James Stewart. Oh, okay. Wow, you're really going out there. Yep. Um, uh, I don't. I don't want to be brave. I want to be right. Two fifties. Two fifty class. First place, uh, Ken Roxon. Okay. Second place. Uh, Eli Tomac, third place, Zach Osborne. Okay, wow, you're really going out there. Uh, Weege, what do you got? Yeah, he's right, though. Like, yeah. You don't get points for being bold. You only get points for being correct. Um, I don't see any reason to really argue with any of those picks. Like, what else can I say? Well, I... Uh, all right, I'll say Tomac wins 250s just to be different, but his picks are pretty much dead on. I checked the weather forecast for this weekend. It's not that hot. 
And let me just say, there's rain coming. On Sunday. There's rain oh. coming. And it's, On Sunday. And it's going to be yellow. Oh, it's boy. going to be ye- No, I'm just kidding. I'm joking. Jeez. Ryan Villapoto wins. He goes 1-1 again. Boom. Uh, two of these, uh, Zach Osborne wins. And then I, prom- you know I probably, hey. I bear hug Zach, and we tumble down into the, into the mud together, running around. So. Maybe you can find that old purple dragon that you slid down a hill at Bud's Creek on. Oh, yeah. The inflatable one. That right. was awesome. I could take, yeah. take a ride on that. My original that plan awesome. for that was to go into that pond with that. <laughs> and then the person who works at Bud's Creek goes, I wouldn't go in that pond. <laughs> so I took that, like, if you're a local, you know, yeah. and you're from that area, chances are, you know, you're always, you don't ever think anything's bad because you grow up with it. The local said, don't go in that pond. Yeah, that's where we dumped the pooper. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm out of that idea. I'm not going in that pond. Okay. Thanks, uh, thanks Weege. Thanks, uh, JT. Uh, see you guys in this weekend at the, the creek that is muddy. Thanks very much. Later. All right, guys. See you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Steve Mathis Show. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes store to find the more than 200-episode archive or get the Pulp MX app for your iPhone for the complete Pulp MX fix.